What's up? We're the Just Noise Boys. It's been a while. We haven't recorded an episode in fucking two months. But here we are with the other noisy boys. We got T Scoots, aka Travis, and Coop Dog Millionaire, aka Coop Dog, aka Cooper. AKA Coop Dog Millionaire. I just said that. AKA there's Coop in that dollar. Coop oh, in that dollar. Funny. Dollar dollar coop, y'all. Um <laughs> We are Carcosa, and we're just chilling today. Um, we started filming a music video. Uh, it hasn't been finished yet, but we will finish it soon, and you will see it maybe in a little bit. Hopefully. Hopefully. You'll see it. Anyways, <laughs> so uh, yeah, how's everyone doing, Travis? How, how's everything been uh, with quarantine and life and drums and shit? Um, symbols are fucking expensive, so... And I've been practicing a lot, so That's it's been good. expensive. Um, but it's been it's been nice to have time to just fucking hit shit in the practice room. So That's great. Hitting shit is good. And you've been practicing the new material? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I like to hear, baby. It's been practicing more than I have. That's, That's a fact. It's true. Everybody. That's a true fact. That's Very true. Surprising. True words have never been spoken. Uh, cool. Anyways, uh, so, and Coop Dollar. What's Coop Dollar been doing? How's Coopy? That's much. That's much. Let's start. How are you, how are you, Johnny? I'm fine. Huh, I just asked Whoa. you. I'm you just used the Uno Reverse that was like, Yeah, that was Uno Reverse. It's like a time. job interview right here. Shit, boy. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing fine. Um, I think the last time uh, Banner and I talked was with the Angel Maker boys, and I hadn't even moved into my new place yet. I've no. been there uh, for over a month now. And, um, yeah, it's been great. It's been fucking super hot, though. There's no AC, and it's old, so I've been cooking alive like a fucking lobster when I sleep at night. It's been brutal. Mm, that does sound hot. <clears throat> yeah, right? <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's been good. I've been really busy with, obviously, stuff with you guys, and then stuff with Carcosa and Bastion. We're Carcosa. I'm an Angel Maker. <laughs> Fuck. Stuff with Angel Maker, because we're pretty heavy in our writing process right now. And, uh, yeah, and then we got shit going on, and... One of your three bands. Yeah. Oh, well. crazy boy. Yeah. So we're just not going to get to know how you're doing. No. Yeah. Cooper's very mysterious. For me, you know, I'm doing good. I've been working on, you know, like mostly kind of my hip hop stuff. But I mean, you know, trying to trying to stay up to date with what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. You know, your little, your little demos. Mm-hmm. We, we wrote a little demo, <laughs> you know, a few music. weeks ago. So I did. So we've got we've got some stuff going on. I've been you know focusing on that for sure in the merch store and everything. Mm-hmm. We'll get more into uh, Cooper's kind of role in the writing process as we continue through uh, the whole discussion today. Which before Banna tells us how he's doing because we're all dying to know. Um, we're pretty much just talking about the history of Carcosa today, how it became a thing, and just all the fun little tidbits that we haven't really told anybody yet. So, uh, without further ado, how are you doing, man? I was doing okay this morning, but then I bought everyone pizza, and nobody said thank you. So, well, you ordered Domino's with marinara sauce. It's been pretty disappointing. So yeah, I'm. You, bro. So I did say thank you. So you're being a baby. Mm, I think I was. Can I say something though? Like for for dip, if you're getting pizza, why would you want to dip pizza in sauce? So I'm saying pizza man. sauce in pe- in basically <laughs> pizza sauce. That was for the garlic knots. That's what. And that what dip for. did you have? What? What dip did the you have? The same one. 
There was two of them. So I, yeah, okay. For so the for the garlic knots, knots it made sense. Yeah, but that's what the We didn't have for. any other it dips. Was not for pizza. Therefore, uh, what you tried to do just didn't land with me. And, uh, you know. That's pretty whack. It was pretty fucked up, man. Like, I wanted Panago, personally. I Never, did, too. I, this is what I was talking about. Yo, wait. About. You didn't want Panago, you little dirty liar. <laughs> you said fuck Panago. You said fuck Panago. You did say fuck Panago, I must say. If Panago's watching this... I don't want us to damage my future potential Panago endorsement, guys. So. Are you going to try to work at Panago? No, I'm trying to get fucking I would, sponsored. I dude. would love a Panago endorsement. I would get that pizza New York deli every fucking There's day. There's hot sauce Dude, there are pizza endorsements. Really? Of it. Dude, I saw a fucking band do with an Uber endorsement the other day. Dude, it's pretty band, cool. Band did a Taco, Del, Taco Bell endorsement, I think. So oh, that's I've seen thing. that before, that's yeah. Yeah. Yo, If you're going to Taco Bell endorsement, you need a fucking Charmin endorsement, well, too. I know. <laughs> Very funny. Um, I know that there's a, there's a... I know Chipotle does this where they... Usually if a band is on tour and they, they can call ahead... And be like, hey, we need this order. We're a touring band. Mm. And sometimes they do give stuff away for free. There's also um, black cards for a lot of fast food restaurants in the United States. I don't know about Canada. That give you like a huge discount if you're a celebrity or anything like Weird. that. You have to go through the proper channels to get these cards. But I do know that they exist. What's up with that? Like, yo, you're you're rich. Here's save Here's more money. Pretty much. Dude, I mean, when you're rich, that's, you, works, that's like a thing, The rich man. keep getting richer, baby. Yeah. That's a thing yeah. for a reason. You get richer and famous, baby. you don't have to pay for shit. That's how it's, it's funny how shit works. American dream. Uh, but yeah, how are you, so you're bad? Uh, yeah, pretty shitty because you guys did not appreciate my pizza and I've been fucking devastated all day about it. Oh my god. I said I said thank you. It's all you know, I'm just, I'm just going to diffuse the tension right now. Thanks, Bane. Thank I appreciate you. the pizza. That's all I wanted. Thanks. It was, was honestly... I would say it was delicious, but it was Domino's. So okay, never mind. Fuck you. I, I appreciate it, though. <laughs> I appreciate the thought, but Domino's is farts. Dude, all we eat is fucking pizza. Every time we're together. Dude, That's... I have pizza when I get home. Like, This is an this issue. This motherfucker won't eat the leftover pizza here because he wants his leftover pizza at home. Dude, he has, he has pizza garden at home. What so kind of what pizza garden do you it's have? It's fair. It's fair, dog. Which it's pizza, pizza garden? garden? But goddamn, it's half, half pepperoni, half margarita. Like, okay, it's, it's That's, my, that's pretty straight it's my out. Shit. But they have, yeah, Pizza Garden's really good. For everybody who doesn't live in Vancouver, uh, which is probably everybody, <laughs> yeah. um, Pizza Garden is, I guess they are kind of, they are a chain in Vancouver. I don't know if they're yeah. anywhere else in small, Canada. Small chain in Vancouver. But they do like actual proper like Italian style cooked in a fucking stone oven pizza. And it's real good. <laughs> What's your problem? Is this a pizza podcast? Now this is a pizza <laughs> Dude, podcast. Dude, have you watched any episodes of their podcast? <laughs> I've been in the fucking. I've been in a band with these guys for a couple years, and I know that pizza is the number one priority. I do love yeah. pizza, but yeah, it's it's an easy like thing when you're with a group of people. Involve a pizza chain of some sort. Do they? Well, the fucking Boston pizza versus fucking spaghetti oh factory, God. the West Edmonton. That was pretty funny. Okay. Devastation. Uh, do you want to talk about this shit before we get into the no, real stuff? No, because we can. Just... I'm more than happy to talk you about know, I feel like, all the shit. I feel like our fans deserve it. No, I feel like they, you guys we, if they, they now deserve it. Look how the t- now you're back. How the turntables turn. How the, how the turns have taped. Turns. Okay, Holy shit. so Carcosa, everybody. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not going to talk about the McDonald's can we? Can we talk about... Yeah, okay, so we're going to talk about the McDonald's incident. <clears throat> You're going to know as soon as I start telling <laughs> the story. Not, no, we told that story in the Black Tongue video. No, I got cut because my camera turned off. We're that. talking about it. I, and I'm okay, here no, now. I know what story you're talking about, but I mean, like, that's a... You're laughing too hard and you didn't pull over on the highway type of story. The only part that McDonald's had in that story is when I went to change my shitty underwear. 
That was that's, the, the, that's the yeah. funniest part of the story. <laughs> yeah, that was the, yeah, the, the funniest part of the story. It was, yo, guys, I'm going to shit myself. And you're like, no, you're not. And then he just drives okay. past the exit on the highway. So now we've told so, the entire story yeah. backwards and in different pieces. So I'll try and make a cohesive story out of it here. So we were going on a mini tour. Travis really M. Night shyamalan it right there. Yeah, you okay. really just did a so whole switcheroo. I'm going to undo this. Lord. Holy fuck. Um, so we, we did this little mini tour, and we were probably about 20 minutes into driving. We were in Abbotsford, I would assume, right? Not even yet. We were in, like, like, we were in like Aldergrove. Yeah. We right before 264th accident. Right. He, he even remembers. Somebody exit. said something very hilarious, and I was like, oh my god, I'm laughing so hard, I'm going to shit myself. And Johnny's like driving. Yeah. Fucking just laughing it up. And he's like, no, you're not. And drives right past the exit. And I'm like... <laughs> Bro, I'm shitting myself right now. And Johnny's eyes are just like basically closed. And we're like on the highway. And then we get stuck in traffic. Yeah. And it's like 25 minutes and I have charted. It is It is too late at this point. We get to Abbotsford, pull over, and I just fucking beeline it for the bathroom. And there's a little puddle on the yeah, it was like it was like a sweaty, a little, a little condensation. I'm so sorry. If my, if my girlfriend watches this, I'm so sorry, Jason. She doesn't know about this. Dude, he fucking. Well, she knows, but she has to hear it in detail. I was like, I was driving the. the he was doing the Johnny Spiller. Yeah, I was trying not to kill everyone because, like, I kept closing my eyes because I was crying. So I don't Meanwhile, my asshole is killing everyone. Holy shit! Yeah, that was really funny. Um, so, anyways. There was now on to the other story. That was great. Um, the other one I want to talk about is one that I know that you guys love telling because you think it's so fucking it is funny. Fucking funny. But we were in West Edmonton Mall. The same tour. <laughs> it was yeah. the same tour. So if somebody else wants like to take that one, like the biggest mall in North so America. I think it started with me being like, I'm gonna go buy some new shoes. You guys pick where to eat because like stores were closing. So I was like, ah, you guys pick whatever you want. I'll trust you. So I left and then I went to the shoe store and then I was like, actually, just kidding. I don't have money for this. And then and went if back. If you've ever been to the West Edmonton Mall, yeah, there's it's, like every, a big, yeah. it's not like a food court. It's like a corridor of nice yeah. restaurants. And it's the biggest mall in Canada. In North America. In North America. In North America is the biggest mall in yeah. North America. Like, uh, and there's, I don't know no, about that, actually. No, it is. No, no it is. It is. Okay. Well, okay. Let's, let's say I don't, it is. We'll let everyone else decide that. Well, you guys are telling your story. I'm going to check But yeah, so I was coming back. I was like, you guys decide to eat they're like boston pizza and i was like boston pizza motherfuckers we're in like the nicest mall in the world like why would we eat there so i got there and i said what i just said but to them and johnny was, and we also always eat at boston yeah. pizza and we were going to a town that only the has only boston restaurant pizza. is boston pizza yeah. and the last year we were there was the that you know i'm not even gonna get into that yeah, that's another that's a, that's a whole story. other story but yeah but so then the i got to boston pizza and i was like why did you guys pick Boston pizza. Oh, crazy. So it is the biggest mall in North America, by the way. But yeah, so I was like, why'd you guys pick Boston pizza? There's so many other options, blah, 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 blah. And Johnny was giving me that look. And it's also worth noting we had already sat down. And Travis was like, yeah, that's what I said. Fuck Boston pizza. And me and him were like, yeah, fuck Boston pizza. And Cooper was like, uh, fine, I guess. And Johnny was very upset. And they had all only got water or something so far. So I was like, who gives a fuck? We haven't bought anything. Let's just leave. We only got water because they weren't going to serve us fucking anything because Cooper didn't have his ID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they were like, oh, because like, I just wanted a beer or something. And they're like, no. And they made us go sit in the fucking kitty section. Oh, yeah. yeah, they yeah. were already being assholes. So I was yeah. like, why so are we So I was like, here? you know what? Like, fuck what Boston Pizza. Yeah. I have no stake in this franchise. <laughs> I'm out of here. 
don't hold these stocks. So we were like, let's go. Guys. So we went to. We Old thought it was spaghetti. the funniest thing, just getting up and leaving. Yeah, Johnny was very upset, but we went to Old Spaghetti Factory instead, and then he got even more. Yeah, it's upset. Like, because it's no fucking different, man. It's Old Spaghetti Factory. They no, have fucking no, spaghetti, no. and so does Boston no, Pizza. Okay, but then oh, Ben is no. sitting there, and he's like, mmm. I'm gonna get the chicken strips <laughs> and the oh rage God. that immediately was inside of this man's You're eyes. At the old spaghetti factory, it's mm-hmm. spaghetti is in the fucking name, yep. and he gets chicken fingers like a fucking child. The thing is, I didn't get chicken fingers, but I did make a phone case out of the free bread. What did that you they get? Provide. Fucking spaghetti, dude. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's Remember that? Cool. Remember the bread phone? There's case? always a. There's no, always I a happy said ending. I'm getting chicken nuggets or whatever because I knew it would make you very mad, and it did. And I was like, <laughs> Wow. We and then I got. And then I got spaghetti anyways. Right, but yes, Travis. Uh, Throughout this time, decided to make a phone case out of uh, bread some dips, baguettes. Yeah, like the big, uh, big loaf. It was a bread. Bread. it was like a loaf of bread. That was very funny. I thought that was hilarious. Um, so we're Cheer twenty minutes into the podcast, and we've only talked about pizza and spaghetti. Hey, man, we don't really have a time limit. It doesn't fucking matter. I'm sure people would rather hear this, this than point. us being like, "Yes, Carcosa is our new project. Yeah, we are very excited." Basically, like, sucking your own dicks. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, which is coming up. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. Um, is there anything else? What anything else funny happened in our lives, or <laughs> are we pretty miserable? I think we're tapped out now. Yeah, yeah. those were some I main think... ones. If you want to hear like tons more stories, we did a video with Black Tongue like back in October that has like tons more stories like this. So go check that out. And also, Johnny's not in it, so you'll like it. Oh yeah. I forgot. Well, yeah, <laughs> sounds good. Um, yeah, okay. Well, I guess if uh, now it's time to suck our own dicks, let me get the questions out and we'll start sucking. Um, so yeah, like I said, we uh, were the the main focus of this episode today is to talk about our new project. That's um, it's been in the works for a very long time, longer than some people might expect. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first question to all of us is really why the brand change from Galactic Pegasus, which I know, oh, we don't want to talk about them or us. That's us. <laughs> we don't want to talk well, about. There's them. That's that our old. That's about. our old selves. Uh, there's, you know, we didn't really want to talk about GP anymore because that is something that's in the past. But it's also an essential part of the story, whether you yeah. fucking like it or not. So uh, yeah, why the brand change and why uh, why did we do this? Uh, should I start, I guess? Or? Yeah, you should okay. start. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. We had talked in the, the past about changing the name, like, literally for years. And it would always be like one of us wanted to change it and the other people didn't. Like, there was a time when I didn't want to change it. There was a time when I did want to change it and, like, John and Cooper didn't. There was a time when Cooper... You know, you get the point. So it had been, like, kind of talked about for a really long time. And then it kind of just all basically got to the point where... Uh, we just all were pretty bored of Galactic Pegasus and like we felt like everything we were doing wasn't really giving us much progress like even though we were really happy with the music it was like we would release the music but everything would kind of stay the same which is you know not necessarily a bad thing but that's not really what we were after we were like well we want it to be a little more successful than this and if everything we do is not increasing our success like maybe we're doing something wrong or maybe we could do something better and in addition to that, the way that that band started was so weird and, like, not the way the band was at the end of it at all. Like, it it started out as, like, genty metalcore, and then we were releasing, like, deathcore songs, which obviously we liked more, but we were like, this doesn't really make any sense. Like, it sounds nothing like how the band used to sound. Like, why are we even holding on to this name? So it was mostly stuff like that. Um, and then we finally decided to change our name. 
And then, like, not to get too real on you, but the the final, I don't want to say nail in the coffin because it's kind of fucked up in this situation, but here we are. You just said it. Yeah. Um, My friend uh, passed away from suicide, uh, and he was actually the one who made that name back when we were, like, fuck, like 15 or 16 years old. And that's where I got the name from. So one of the last things that I talked to him about before he died was that we were thinking about changing our name. And then that happened, so we were like, okay, well, we're definitely fucking changing it now. Um, and that was, like, the ultimate deciding factor in us being like, don't get me wrong, like, I'm proud of what we did in the band and all that, but we were like, let's just not use this name anymore and, and move on to something else. We were already kind of one foot out the door um, deciding on ending Galactic Pegasus and starting something else, but when that did happen, it was definitely a... Uh, like the deciding factor big time in like let's just let this kind of end and be what it is and kind of just let it go with with him in a poetic sense if you want to say that and uh, it kind of felt more right doing it that way and like as you know the band itself had a lot of negative history between everybody like you know with past members and stuff but it definitely felt right to end the project like that um kind of like in not like memoriam but kind of more of like in tribute in a way Um, yeah and i mean don't get me wrong like it's we're not trying to say like we did it because he died because like we were already going to do it or thinking of doing it before by that point yeah Yeah. so like i'm not trying to i don't want to frame it in such a way that like oh well we did it because of this well that's not what i'm saying i said like one foot out the door already right say like i just want to you know make that clear like to clarify for you guys like we had been thinking about this for like six years probably yeah. since dating back to probably about 2013 even like a year after gp was formed like we were yeah. already thinking about it and i'm sure you all know and i'm sure you all know like you know when when tragedy and personal loss comes into your life like you kind of reevaluate things and it kind of gives you clarity sometimes and i think mm-hmm. you know it was a it was a point for you for to reflect on think and think like you know, and evaluate what you've been doing, why you've been doing it, and where you really want to go next. Mm-hmm. And that kind of triggered a thing for all of us to, like, finally be able to be like, you know what, like, yeah, we've been thinking about this so long. Mm-hmm. I think it's time. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. I mean, like, again, it was very far into it already happening yeah. by that point, yeah, too. It so it's not like yeah. that really even was. A, well, like, it, it was, was for, to some point, degree. Yeah. But yeah. that's kind of what I was saying, right? Yeah. I mean, like, we had already written the CP by that point. No, yeah. Have we not? Not, a, no. it wasn't finished We yet. hadn't even had our first writing session yet. Yeah. Really? No, we hadn't done it Crazy. yet. Um, but, like, besides the actual emotional attachment uh, to GP and that kind of stuff, for, uh, for me personally, too, it was more of just, like, a motivation thing. Like, I really didn't feel like writing music for that project within that subgenre and the music that we had been writing felt heavier it felt darker Mm -hmm. so i didn't really want to stick with that project with the direction we were going in it made more sense to move on to something else and kind of like refresh ourselves Mm -hmm. because we were very at that point unmotivated we weren't you know feeling the love i guess you could say anymore uh for the for the project, which is unfortunate, I'm sure, to people who actually, you know, did like GP. But, I mean, it's fair to say, too, before I was in the band, but, like, every record is yeah, different. completely different. Different, different vocalists, different yeah. production. And we have different like, members for, like, every single 
album or EP or whatever release. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like, I don't know. It's honestly, it kind of just felt like we never really found our sound, I guess, until, until like Dysphoria, which was like the first EP we wrote with Johnny on vocals. First but, yeah, but, and with you as well. Yeah. But that was, um, I don't know. Like that was kind of the, the EP. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but that was the EP that I thought was like, this is what I think we should sound like. And like, clearly with the song released after, like that's kind of the direction we were going. But at that point we had already been a band for like six years or whatever. So it was like, people have already heard us and decided if they like us or not. And it didn't really seem like anything we did didn't not didn't matter, but like it wasn't really growing us at all. So we were like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, what are we doing here? Like, why don't we just start a new band with the style we actually want to be from the beginning, brand it and market it that way. And you know, with the four of us who actually get along and not like a bunch of ex-band members who didn't work out. So, you know, yeah. there was lots of things involved for sure. And, you know, the four of us have been the ones that were in GP for, I don't know how long it's been just the four of us, probably like the last three or four years or something Almost, like that. I think four. It's yeah. been, it's coming up on four. Yeah, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, so we've been... That's insane. Yeah, no. Oh my God. Yeah, we started that with him like, when he was like 17 or No, 18. I just, I turned 19 like right after. Right. I think right after so, my first yeah. audition. Because I was yeah, like, anyways, so, I remember telling you, I was like, yo, I'll be able to play bar shows soon. <laughs> yeah, that was like a selling point. Um, But yeah, we, uh, you know, we, it's been the four of us for like four years and we finally like all get along and actually agree on everything. Whereas like every member in the past has always like, there's always been at least one person that doesn't gel or like agree with like what the majority wants to do. And it always causes issues really. Like, I don't know if any of you guys are in a band, I'm sure you can relate. It's like, also worth mentioning that's probably like people always ask why we don't have a bass player. Yeah. And that is honestly a big reason because sure. these guys, at least, I'm still the newest to the band, so to yeah. say, but these guys have gone through a lot of awful experiences well, with trying to add Some of them the were band, good right? too, by the way. Just throwing Yeah, no, yeah. of course. But, you know, like, you know, you have something that works and then you know, yeah. if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, so. I just like, we don't, it's something that we don't necessarily need and i just don't feel like bringing you're in trouble now i don't really care i don't like big fucking deal but like i just don't feel like we need to bring anybody else into the fold when the four of us can you know work together already pretty fluidly you guys play fucking nine ten strings do you like what what would a bass player it's just i don't know it's It's we're not the only band in this subgenre that's doing this either so we're just like it's really more than anything else it's more of like a personality thing where it's like the four of us actually know what we want and like you know obviously sometimes we disagree as anyone does but for the most part like big picture we all seem to know and want more or less the same thing Mm -hmm. that's incredibly fucking hard to find uh to be honest with you Mm -hmm. and you know sometimes it sucks and you have like a, a member who it ends terribly with and sometimes it ends fine and they just don't want the same thing and it's no big deal but regardless Either way it goes, like, that's a very, very hard thing to find is a group of people that all, like, want the same thing and are willing to work towards it. Yeah. So, again, since it's been the four of us in the last four-ish years, we have always felt like we kind of get each other, if you will. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. So, it's just like, man, like, why don't we just start again with the four of us and, like... You know how we we were also thinking like how much easier maybe it would be if we start like on the right foot instead of 
being this like weird thing that was like a solo project but then also a band but also like gent meets pop covers but not that also does original like it, was, it made no sense because it wasn't really supposed to be a band in the first place and we kind of just like had to figure it out along the way whereas this started with like the intention of like this is going to be a band this is the four of us and we are all writing together you know yeah what I mean? it was also like i'm sure you guys feel um the same to a point for sure but um i just also wanted to be taken a bit more seriously um, in terms of, you know, who we were as a band and our image. And especially on Dysphoria, um, I like wrote some pretty like emotionally heavy songs. And sometimes I kind of feel like that got thrown to the wayside because our name is kind of a quote unquote gimmick, if you want to say that. So that's, I get it. And like the, the, the name helped in some circumstances, obviously like big time. But at the same time, too, I wanted to be taken more seriously as an actual band. These lyrics aren't, I'm not fucking around, like it's not jokes, it's not like a... It's not about monster energy. It's not about monster energy <laughs> drinks and all that kind of shit. It's about actual real... Park lyrics. Yeah, that too. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where that yeah, is. for sure. So that's kind of, I guess, like a, a brief explanation of some of the things that went into deciding to start the new band. Yeah. And I guess like the final thing I want to mention with this, uh, unless anyone has anything to add, of course is like also the reason we treated it as like ending a band and starting a new band instead of like rebranding is because we just wanted to make it very clear that it's like it's not like we're ever playing galactic pegasus songs in carcosa it's like no nah, that's not a thing this is new it's like songs that were written for this project it's like it, it really doesn't have anything to do with gp other than that it's the same four members so we just thought it made way more sense to be like this is just a new band it's new music it's different it's you know hopefully it sounds different enough from gp i think it does mm -hmm. and uh yeah that's that's why we chose to do it this way i know there was like some people who were kind of confused like why like they thought it was just a rebrand which i guess like technically yeah. speaking I, it kind of is but yeah. it's also not because like a rebrand to me is like oh yeah it's like that band but they're still playing like their old material and like that's yeah. not what we're doing it's like so. villains youth forever yeah kind of like that's not really what we wanted so and also we just honestly <laughs> not to sound like rude but we also it just makes way more sense from like a branding perspective where it's like we want to make people like the least confused we possibly can and make it very very obvious and we don't necessarily want people to think gp when they think carcosa like it's yeah. like we want carcosa to be like its own thing and that's why we chose to be like Car gp is dead this is carcosa right i think it's worth mentioning too that we did have a couple discussions when we were releasing dysphoria about maybe we change our name yeah. because the music was yeah fall, that was you definitely know, like, one of the times yeah like the gp shit definitely changed you know mm -hmm. project to project but when you know we worked on carcosa it was definitely very different it was you know gent is far dead and nobody cares and it's you know that joke is like gone now but I, I feel the same way as travis says i know that you don't feel the same way obviously but i'm on that page as well um but yeah like for dysphoria too i remember when i was you know i, I hang out when i was hanging out with like mike and the angel maker boys before i joined I the band that, yeah. like i'm you would always show them our new stuff and mike is just like man you guys gotta change your name yeah. like you're not the same band yeah again you know? like there was so many times when we thought of it but we always just kind of held on to it made us want to stick with gp yeah yeah. Uh, and then eventually it didn't anymore. <laughs> we were like, it's almost like we kept we kept doing that, and then it became like normal that we did that. Yeah. So then we were yeah. like, oh, why would we do it now though? Like yeah. now we're the band that changes their sound with every album, every release. Yeah. The longer you wait, the just shittier it is. To yeah, do it was a little much. And then we were just like, you know what? Like that's actually not working. Yeah. And I think like the real the 
affirming thing for us was when we did our last, like we, ever since I joined the band, which is, you know, like four years ago, I guess almost, there hadn't been like a lot of amazing shows because the mm. scene here has kind of been a weird transition period, I think. But at the same time, like, you know, people just outgrowing gin and Galactic Pegasus was so heavily attached to that mm-hmm. at the time because that's, you know, GP was relevant at yeah. the same time. So uh, there was a point where, you know, again, like people had decided what they thought of us and they had seen us live mm-hmm. locally, you know, however many times before I was in the band, at least. Um, and so there was a lot of shows that we played that were just really not great. Yeah. But then, you know, like, oh, GP's doing their last show ever and 300 people show yeah. up. And, I mean, that's, you know, that kind of like everyone. Like, it it kind of confirmed yeah. like what we thought. We were like, yeah, people are just like, don't care enough to come out anymore which is fine there was, was like a stale. little a little gp fatigue like for sure for sure yeah. yeah and like clearly the the fans felt it as well because yep. yeah but yeah i mean that, that happens to lots of bands but yeah it was definitely in our case like fuck there were so many shows we played to like 10 people and we're just like man we had a band for like seven or eight years like why are we even doing this yeah anymore? there was a lot of mistakes yeah. made along the way but and also know. with all this being said it was like for most of us our first like serious band so obviously we had no idea what the fuck we were doing whereas like again starting something new from all the mistakes we made with gp we're like okay well we're not doing this we are doing this this works this didn't and let's like use all of the shit we learned and try and do something better than that right. right so we know the origin story of the galactic pegasus name and where it came from but the origin story for the name carcosa is actually pretty interesting in our case because initially our name was not carcosa and we had another name selected where all of us came over to Bana's house and we wrote down all of our ideas for names. Do you yeah. still have that? I have it somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, Big old piece of It was a huge piece paper. of paper with a bunch of names. I had Carcosa on there because I really liked the name. And everyone was like, that sounds like a fucking pirate. We don't want it. Whatever. It was our second, it was pretty, it was it was our second choice. Yeah. yeah, it was up in the air. Yeah. But we went through pretty much all the names. There had to be at least over 30 or lot, something. And then we made up one instead that wasn't like a pre-made name that we came to the table with, which was Viscera. Mm-hmm. Or Viscera or whatever. Viscera. Viscera. And we were like, fuck yeah, this name is really cool. Like, let's <laughs> roll with this. This is pretty dope. And then it was you that... Was it you that no, saw it, was, it? I found it. Yeah, right. so... We, uh, the artist who we hired to make Galactic Pegasus' logo, it's still hard to say, um, his name is Tyrant Type, he's amazing by the way, uh, he made a logo, so I followed his page because he made one for GP and like he's a good artist, so I see whatever, the logo he designs he makes occasionally on Instagram, so I'm scrolling, scrolling, and then I see one pop up that says Viscera, and it's by Tyrant Type, the same artist who made GP, so I was like, fuck, so I sent it to these guys, and I was like, hey, uh, another band is using this name like what are we gonna do and i think at, at first we were like oh whatever let's just go with it anyways but then the band released their first song and it was like oh it's like the ceo of unique leader records label yeah. band thing and we we're like i guess we can't use that then yeah and they we, they came out flying yeah, yeah. we like, were they're, they're, also they're a really fucking good. awesome yeah. band yeah no then they kick ass it's also worth knowing that we were fairly deep into that like yeah. into the name change it wasn't like we had come up well, with a we name had, that was that, like, we were all like set on that name for like I, at least six months it yeah. was done like yeah, yeah. It was everything pretty much the good thing is we hadn't paid for any artwork or no we actually we did we had the the same album artwork we used but we just had no no names no, no logo yeah, we had like a like a logo with our name no yet. um but yeah so when the whole stuff happened with viscera we 
I think we pretty much agreed on Carcosa pretty quickly. Pretty quick. Well, that was because that was the second name. And also yeah, because I was pretty we persistent had already well. re- or we had already recorded everything. So we're like, all we need is like our logo, emblem, and a music video, and that's all we need. Yeah. Like we had everything done except for that. So we're like, okay, well, we need to decide like now. Yeah. So yeah, that we only did, I guess we only really decided on Carcosa like maybe a month or two before the music video. It felt pretty last yeah. minute for sure, but that's like because of everything that was happening with uh, yeah. with the actual Viscera band. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the origin of the name was initially from the first season specifically of True Detective. Mm-hmm. Um, the other two seasons, I actually haven't watched the third season yet of that show. But the third I, season was actually good. Yeah, the Not second good. season with Vince Vaughn is Big Poo Poo Farts. It's pretty, bad. Um, pretty bad. But the first season is fucking <laughs> awesome. I should probably watch it. It's it really good, nips. man. It's Matthew McConaughey, uh, Woody Harrelson, and they, the roles that they play Alexander is amazing. Alexandria Daddario. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's in the show too. <laughs> Um, uh, but do you want to go into uh, Dario? Dario Strains? Yeah, yeah Dario Strains. No, 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 you guys are in Ernie Ball. Ernie Ball, yeah. No, no. Um, Stopping Sus Cooper. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Um, Carcosa. Yeah, so that's that's like the first time that I or that I guess all of us had heard of the name Carcosa. In the sh- in the context of that show, it's the way that I exp- like understood it at least was it's essentially like basically hell on earth depicted through the show like it's basically like a like ruined uh i don't know like church or something where this guy who is essentially a serial killer takes all his victims to uh i don't want to spoil it too much but that's like a very broad explanation of it and the visual of like the first time that the main characters go into carcosa was just like so crazy looking and like that whole scene in the last episode of the show was just like amazing um and the three of us had seen the show travis still hasn't but i don't know for some reason that just like really resonated with all of us and we thought that it was that whole season is one of the best seasons of any television show ever in my opinion yeah and uh yeah i don't know it just seemed like a obviously it also seemed like a pretty like metal thing i don't know yeah. it's pretty brutal the whole like deep southern vibe with a little bit of like satanic mm-hmm. influence in there was really cool yeah um yeah, I, I fucking love that. I mm-hmm. thought it was really cool, Wait. and I really liked it. We're not a Christian band. <laughs> oh my god! And then, uh, <clears throat> and then uh, it's funny enough. I don't think any of us knew this, or at least I didn't know this. But Carcosa, I guess, originates from like really old like HP Lovecraft stories, or somewhere around that time frame. Yeah, HP Lovecraft. Yeah, um, I still am not very knowledgeable about that personally. Like, I mostly only know the True Detective side of things, but I know they based it off of that, uh, you know, series of books or whatever a lot. Obviously. Yeah, it's um, uh the the character that's always associated with Carcosa is the Yellow King, yeah. which is like from what I watched in the video I sent you guys, it's like kind of a part of the um, it's like, like a Cthulhu cult. brother who hates him or something. Like yeah, that. it's it's pretty fucking brutal. It's yeah. cool to check out. It's really very metal. If you want to say that, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's very yeah. like existential, but also like cosmic. Like yeah. it kind of fits like, within the vibes of what we're kind of shooting for. Um, yeah. yeah, and then in addition to the obviously the name, also like we felt that Carcosa and True Detective, especially, had like so much like imagery that we could base uh, or not base a brand off of, but use to kind of like I don't know boost our branding and marketing. I guess you could say. Yeah. Hence the yellow. Yeah. And, so like everything yeah. is yellow, neon yellow and black. So you know, Yellow King, for example. And if you look at our logo and our emblem, like there's lots of spirals, and like in the show, they're constantly making references to spirals, like 
time is a flat circle, life is a vicious spiral, whatever, stuff like that. They say that over and over and over. Yeah. And, like, the whole concept is kind of, like, no matter what you do, it's just going to repeat itself. And yeah. kind of, like, this downward spiral into madness. And I don't know. I mean, obviously, as a metal band, that's awesome because it sounds very metal. Yeah. And from a branding perspective, it's like, hey, we got spirals and neon yellow, which is not, like, a color that most bands use. So yeah, it makes us stand out a bit, you know? If you're an Acacia Strain fan on uh, the song Observer, which is, like, the 22-minute single that they released uh with one of their records yeah it's crazy that's like uh yes welcome back to seeing our beautiful faces so there's a 22 minute song at the end of i believe it's it's coma witch yeah it is and uh like the b-side or something yeah it's called the observer and in that there is a sample of marty from the show uh just talking doing the whole uh life is a flat circle kind of fucking thing which i always thought was super cool because they were going for this really like doomy gloomy you know, swampy southern drawl kind of vibe on that song, and it's fucking awesome. So I definitely kind of wanted to model uh, what we were doing, like that kind of vibe and atmosphere with the music that we were writing. Which moves on to my next talking point, which is the writing process of the band. You know, the sound that we kind of decided to encapsulate and go with. So kind of to meld all that together too, I have it as a question, but... What were other influences from other bands that kind of made us, you know, decide on the sound that we were doing? You know, who were the the flagship bands for us that we're that we're into? One thing that people have told us consistently since the uh, first song has come out that they see a lot of Chelsea Grin influence in mm-hmm. our music, and that's funny because none of us even I don't think had a thought. Of let's write a song that sounds like you know like yeah. Hostage yeah. for example. But that's not to say we don't like them. No, we, we love, love Chelsea. We yeah. love that album. That album is um, the shit. But it's just funny looking back now because yeah. we're like, oh yeah, I we all totally were hear very it. much listening to that that album yeah. when it was we were definitely subconscious for sure. Yeah, yeah. but we were um, jamming Eternal Nightmare a yeah. lot, and it definitely shows, especially on a plague. But I totally yeah. get like why people think now that. it's like oh fuck. yeah, it definitely <laughs> it definitely sounds a little bit like Hostage, especially. It is kind of cool though to hear people be like, oh, you sound like this band. I really, we really like I mean a big part of it, it is like we're in the same tuning as them and also yeah. like the main chord that's is. yeah the main chord that's played in Hostage is the same one that's played what, in you mean the our song the, uh, is it? yeah like the it dissonant chord it's just like a weird dissonant chord that most bands don't use like the 0-4 thing I don't know what you would call that musically I don't know. I don't hear many bands do that, but Chelsea Green does that all the fucking time, and that's probably why we wrote it that way, but like didn't think of it when we were writing it, obviously. It's a minor second chord because the second note is a half step away from the root. Um, but uh, As far as like personal influences go, though, I think like for me, um, Humanity's Last Breath, well, I think that's for a lot of us, Humanity's I Last think Breath. Humanity's Last Breath yeah. is the band that we all agree yeah, with. I yeah, I think like definitely Bill Black Tongue because I was jamming the fuck out of Nadir at the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. And also uh, they're just awesome in general. Yeah, they're awesome. I mean, I know that they were influenced on a lot of GP stuff for a while there, too. Sort of. Extent. It's more just like we loved them. But yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, really I, I, I feel like, like I listened to Pariah and I hear it a little bit. Yeah, you can probably. Uh, I had elements yeah, in Pariah. Some like Born Hands. I don't think I listened to them before we wrote Pariah. I, I definitely I did. Remember. When I wrote Abyssal Plane, that was like definitely on a huge black tone kick. Probably mm. Coma. That was probably when that I came out. I, I like basically hadn't really listened to Black Tone until we toured with them, which would have been Crazy. after that. I'm trying to think of what else we were but into anyways, at the time. Yeah. Um, Personally, what were you guys? Um, yeah, and then, uh, well, I guess you can talk about this more, but like the Doom soundtrack uh, uh, as well. Uh, like Mick Gordon's work, mostly for Cooper's aspects of the EP. Um, if you want to talk about that a bit. Yeah, I mean... Like, for you, obviously, like, metal bands, you know, for me as well, like, Humanity's Last Breath, for sure. 
like Fuck that it's sick. funny for me because like i'm like coming in from with a different perspective of like having been not listening to metal at least over the past couple of years like i checked out like the major like staples of the genre like like my favorites like chelsea grin and like you know i'll always check out like a newborn of osiris record even if you know general consensus is maybe it's not good <laughs> you know there's always bands like that i check out but at the end of the day like humanity's last breath probably main one of those and then i just like you know get influenced from other places like like video games and um hip-hop and stuff yeah and hip-hop but like for this project definitely like doom first one doom eternal all the Mick Gordon type yeah. like soundtrack stuff. I think Doom Eternal came out after we were yeah. done, but in 2016, yeah. just those vibes, yeah. And then the uh, and also like Dark Souls, like that's probably at least for a plague that was probably like my main influence. Just like this huge like grand orchestral. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we wanted to make sure that orchestral elements were were you know a big part of the sound too, as well as atmosphere and Cooper in his writing brings in a lot of the electronic influence Mm -hmm. um which you already kind of saw shades of on dysphoria big time especially like shadow kingdom and all those songs and the looking glass and everything really which i think is a really cool element to add to the genre like um i think it's easy to say to brand of sacrifice Mm -hmm. not only in sound but what they did with their rebrand and starting a new band uh were heavily influenced by them like god hand is fucking awesome yeah listen to it a lot but like with like the trap beat kind of stuff underneath breakdowns and you know kind of including that element is like definitely your forte yeah and it's like an interesting thing right because it's like a line that like you know like we were just talking about earlier with like another band i won't say but like you were like oh get that Get that electronic shit out of metal. So, <laughs> you're fucking around, but like, I mean, there's a lot of people that genuinely like think like that, and the instant they yeah. hear that, they're like, "Fuck it, I'm turning this song off." And there could be the fucking sickest breakdown, the breakdown of the fucking year, three minutes into the song, but because there's like an electronic thing, thirty seconds in, like a lot of people just, you know, like they don't dig it. So yeah. it's like a delicate line too. Like you don't want to have too much of that influence where it's like then at a point where it's like yeah you're kind of leaning in towards a new genre but at the same time like you do want to have some different vibes that aren't just stereotypical of your genre yeah so i mean i like the electronic metalcore thing still but i know that you guys don't so fair enough i'm i I think i'm probably the only one here that really has a you, strong like, taste yeah. in my mouth. Like I just, uh, I kind of skip that. Like I've that whole thing. Like the new Eskimo Cowboy shit is awesome. No, I've never even. Listened I to get it. it. I, think I just I'm don't. Like I wouldn't write it from it at this point. Yeah. But I also grew up on like Attack Attack yeah. and Abandon All Ships and all. I was kind of so. like I'm a lot younger than these guys if you didn't know. So I was I was probably a no, little I'm, bit more past of when like the prime time of that yeah. was going on. I it was, was definitely still, like a big thing in like 2010. Yeah. So. Like. I don't know. Yeah, I so it makes it. sense that it's kind of coming back 10 yeah, years later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just looking through my Spotify playlist that I started making last summer when we were doing all this. Mm. Amir, a little oh, bit. obviously, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. The look at, look at yourself. Uh, the dead. Oh, I, was, I don't know about these guys. I was listening to a fuckload of Lorna Shore at the time. I uh, don't really, not that familiar with them. 
I mean, I know yeah, the, the newer, I, I, I think was. like the, the newer, newer sound was... that they're doing with the whole black and stuff. Yeah. Me and this guy at least were really. I definitely into remember those, you guys. The two signals. We were showing us them a lot. Yeah, well, we wrote down to on the list like what we wanted to sound like. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, black and vibes were in there. So just there is a huge wave right now of black and deathcore. Fucking love um, black and which I think is really fucking cool. And like Behemoth is a big influence on my writing as well. So bringing in Behemoth that black and death metal yeah. vibe. Is cool, but like, yeah, it's it's definitely uh, something I can see becoming a bit oversaturated over time. But I fuck with the vibes big time. Like um, right now, I'm definitely into it. Like, I mean, Humanity's Last Breath has it all over the place. Yeah, I don't really have any other like musical influences that you guys haven't already said. Well, there's that one, but I don't know if you uh, wanna. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but we don't really them. sound like. Them no, but we were definitely bumping the fuck out That's of it. True, I guess, like yeah. Alpha Wolf. Alpha Wolf and Dealer. I know Dealer's canceled, but at the time they weren't. So obviously, I was super obsessed with both of those bands. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean that's not really the style of music we went for, but no, even though but it was there, it was there's definitely like a couple, like I guess like the intro of Our Scars, like would be the closest thing to sort of like something they would do. Think so. Like the yeah. like that kind of like more bouncy shit. I think there's some other stuff on the EP like that. Yeah, there's that hasn't been released yet. But... Drum wise, I think like I don't know if I'd consider it even similar, but I was listening to a lot of like just pretty straightforward deathcore. Like uh, I was listening to a lot of high art at the mm-hmm. time. Um, yeah, the only other one I was going to mention is also Spearbox, not musically at all. Uh, they know we love them, obviously, but more from like a marketing and branding perspective for myself and I, I guess Cooper as well. Like when we were trying to plan like the whole image of the band and like for how to operate ourselves as a business, like we just really looked to Spearbox for a lot of influence on that side of things. Um, not so much musically, because obviously we're not like a like a metalcore band, I guess you would call them. Um, but they're obviously incredibly successful, so it's you know it just makes sense to look at a band like that. That in addition to being our friends, is also very very successful. So yeah, I mean, another one last big one that <coughs> I would throw down would be Slipknot. Really? Yeah, it was fucking like I remember for when drums, we were, I yeah when it, we yeah. were writing some of the drum parts for uh, some of the songs. It's just like ass beat and fucking beat down riffs you yeah. definitely hear it I in like Santa can, Black yeah, yeah. you know like you know you're not gonna yeah, listen to it like oh this sounds like Slipknot that's not what I mean no. but like I can hear it I can see what you mean yeah, yeah I think yeah as for like where uh, personally where I'm at for writing material for this project now I'm like loving within destruction and what they're doing so i'm definitely trying to incorporate like some slimy stuff in in what we do because i think that could be really fucking cool and make breakdowns really sick but uh yeah i don't know i kind of was listening to a lot of stuff that wasn't metal either i kind of like listening to the complete opposite of the genre that we're in to get inspiration from that genre and take it and apply it to Carcosa. Kind of like what you were saying too with like listening to hip hop and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I feel like, you know, it just gives you another perspective and, you know, you can bring something fresh to the table Mm -hmm. and you don't get that like kind of, you know, metal fatigue like that you get. I think it happens with every genre. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Same genre. I listen to yeah, I was gonna say it's worth noting that Dana only listens to <laughs> fucking metal and the midnight. 
Yeah. Yeah. Pretty pretty one dimensional for sure. Um, But yeah, I don't know. You can (laughs) borrow your atmospheric influence from a majority of other subgenres. That's just kind of why I like to. I guess like uh, movies and TV shows and video games too. Yeah. That's a big thing. I don't really like notice that influence personally, but obviously that's the thing I do the most besides music is video games or movies. So. I'm sure that rubbed off in some way, shape, or form. Well, I mean, I the entire band name is named after a television show. Exactly. So there you go. But I meant, like, musically. I'm not sure if that rubbed off on me personally, but it might have. I, I don't really know. Right. I couldn't, like, pinpoint, like, an example, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Right. Um, also, with just speaking on the writing process of the record, too, um, I know we've, we've talked about this before and other stuff, but this was the first time too that we all wrote our uh, our songs together for the most part. Pretty much a majority of everything was written together in this three, room. Three, of the songs, yeah. three out of the five is pretty fucking good, I would say. <laughs> three out of five is pretty not half bad. <laughs> um, I mean, even then, we still re-recorded them and like added little bits while together. Yeah. So at the end of the day, like we did all work on every song together. Yeah, everybody form. had equal input on songs. Really, except for my songs, you can't touch them. My songs are done, okay. But no, like <laughs> one of that. the songs that we did, like or that I did, Vanta Black, I wrote fucking almost three years ago song, now. Yeah. Initially it was supposed to be a one. GP song. Right. We brought that all the way to Carcosa and we used it. I think we actually originally thought that we were going to put that on the Rip GP EP originally. It, it might have been briefly so, discussed, yeah. but I wanted to shelve it because I thought it was better for what we're doing now. Yeah. It was potentially going to be a last-minute addition to Dysphoria, I think. Yeah, so like, we kept pulling it because we are like, this is really good, but it's like not, not like, doesn't sound like GP, so. Yeah, definitely wanted to shelve it, and um, I don't know when we're releasing this podcast but yeah i i think this the song is pretty dope and it's gonna sound cool um but uh yeah like we worked together on uh working title at the time slippy blippy which is uh our scars fucking nightmare can we tell a quick story about that song real quick Yeah. yeah okay so um i work weekends and usually i wouldn't show up to a writing session until i was after work at six and they usually been writing for about two or three hours by that point Mm mm-hmm and that particular day, but we wrote uh, for so don't, yeah, we, the, our scars. If mm-hmm. you, yeah, um, Bana had to drive his girl, or fiance, somewhere. Mm-hmm. So me and Bana came back about at the same time, and I guess by the time he had left, yeah. not much had been done on the song. Well, because it started out like I wrote the intro, like the little yeah. commute thing. That's what I, I. That's how the song started, I think. Uh, so I wrote that, and then. We might have written a tiny bit more. I think we only had like the intro and the, the verse done, which are, is the same riff for both. It's just palm muted or not palm muted. And then I was like, oh, I got to go drive Serena somewhere. I'll be back soon. So I left and I came back and Travis had just got here as well. So I don't know. I guess you just got off work or whatever. Yeah, I've been here for like 10 minutes by the yeah. time you got and then here. You can continue now. Well, I walked in and the first fucking thing I see is like, okay, <laughs> if you guys don't know how Andrew is with his fucking guitars, just don't touch his <laughs> guitars. Honestly, just don't. I walk in I and these motherfuckers true. are sitting there with a fucking dagger uh yeah yeah, that dagger right there and they're just like fucking dude having their way with this guitar with this dagger i don't think i don't let people play my guitars i think i just don't let you play i don't know you get pretty i don't know the look in your eyes when johnny's like ripping on your guitar is something that uh oh that's because he sweats a lot so it depends on oh well yeah Um, cooper and i kind of were just on our own and the song's ridiculous. I just felt like writing a really yeah. crazy section of just hard shit. Like I think I just came up with the kick pattern first and then just started doing the chugs. 
And then we were like, we got to do crazy shit in between. Yeah, it's like so, the fucking start stop. It, that song just it, it all together. Makes, it makes no. Fun that was mostly these two guys, yeah. but you know, we all kind of like added a. My my contribution to that song was, yo, let's do the breakdown like slower and one more time. <laughs> yeah. And that yeah. was it. <laughs> yeah, and also on a nine string. Yeah. Yeah, and then tune it down again. I yeah. think it was. Uh, uh, what's that one reflection songs? That, that I was talking about. They were uh, not at the time. No, uh, Shadow Self. Shadow Self. Yeah, and Shadow Self like does that. Dummy low. That yeah, was like, yeah, let's do dummy that. Dummy thick. Yeah, I just, we, I, the breakdown was the last thing I wrote right before I left. Because I had just started uh, figuring out the drums and I was like, we should do this part here because it would be really pissed. cool. And then I was like, I just grabbed the nine string and just like, fuck it, we're doing this because yeah. we can do it live if we need to. Well, yeah, we'll, um, just, pitch shift. we'll just pitch shift it. But like, yeah, so that was that was fun. Cooper and I just kind of sat around for yeah. 25 minutes and fucked shit up big well, time. Yeah, I was literally only gone for like less than an hour. And I left on this like pretty like easy like nice like oh it's just a fun Tommy roof whatever it's kind of a bouncy and roof, then I came yeah. back and I was like what the fuck is this I was like this sounds amazing but like can any of us play this like how are we gonna do this and yeah. and you were just like it'll be fine um, and I still haven't learned anything. yeah and then uh, the first song we actually wrote together the first writing session we had was a plague initially called Splinter um, where I don't know I just started playing the clean riff yeah. thing and then so, we started building everything around that yeah like we were supposed to have our session at some time and johnny showed up for the time but you two were late for some reason and we're like oh what are we gonna do in the meantime um was it the know. one that cooper didn't come to there was no he came. no cooper. I, was, I was there he oh, was yeah. just late for some reason yeah, i don't yeah. know why i think but you came a little later you were out here you were working yeah i know but cooper's probably Cooped up millionaires just hustling the streets. You know? But I missed out <laughs> on the first intro. Yeah. The first so, breakdown. So journey. I think we were waiting on you, one of you or both of you to get here. And we were like, oh, I don't really know what to do in the meantime. Like, I guess, fuck it. We'll just hang out and not do anything. Because the whole point was to, like, write it together. And then Johnny is just, like, sitting on, sitting in my area, like, playing my guitar. And he started playing, like, the intro to apply, which is that, like, clean part. And I was sitting here just, like, listening to what he was doing. And I was like shit that's pretty cool man like can you hit record so you did and you recorded that and then uh i think i put the palm muted chuggy things underneath it maybe i don't remember and then cooper came there shortly after you did the uh follow-up verse part after the chuggy bit the oh, like, dang, and, uh, okay. that was your part um and then yeah and, and then, then it I just became more of an arranging thing after yeah. that we and started then, to piece everything together and i wrote that i wrote that we're made to fall breakdown yeah i was like there's a little space here yeah and then we we honestly didn't know what to do for the space yeah. yeah i was just like just leave the space we'll figure out like fucking breakdown call or something yep Ended up being the sickest breakdown. Yeah, call the <laughs> definitely worked out that and way. It was one of them. Yeah, but yeah, we there's, uh, a, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, we hadn't really, we'd never done this before, where everything was, you know, for the most part collaborative. We yeah. kind of just wrote things on our own it's before, which sucks because know. I didn't get to be a part of any of it. All right, um, and then the other song that we worked on was kind of it kind of happened in the same way, but all three of us were here. It was before Absent, Travis came. Yeah. With uh, with Absent, where no, Cooper pulled up that riff on his computer and he. Did something with it, and I said, yeah. "I was like, yo, that would make a which, sick which song." Which oh, just like the, the the bendy. Oh yeah, you had had that one. Which is super weird that that's where we started with because that riff happens like once, and it's like in the middle of the song. But Cooper came up with the lead line that's underneath. I don't know when we're like again when we're releasing this. We can talk about the last song on the EP. Whenever the best song, but it's definitely besides the first song. 
um, present, which they both these songs are related. It's definitely the most melodic song, I would say. Yeah. Definitely the song on the record that has the most metalcore influence. The only song with singing. It's also. No, there's no singing. Yeah. There is. It's like very, in the background. It's very, very background. I only did it on technically two songs. But yeah, there's a lot of. there's I The whole singing section at the end is. It's there. I just purposely buried uh, it. Yeah. I was going to say, it's definitely the most progressive song on the album. Yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah because there's a cool... Uh, initially, it didn't. we didn't really know what to do with the section, but there's like an instrumental section on the on that song. Mm-hmm. Where Which I actually was reminds like, me a lot of Beauty. That little like clean mm-hmm. guitar part does somewhat remind me of Beauty from GP. Yeah, it's it's kind of similar. It's just a little, a little yeah. moment. I kind of like that we did that because a lot of the record is pretty relentlessly heavy and... You know, a lot of, you know, dissonant augmented chords and stuff where this song has like, you know, real melodic structure. It's going somewhere. And um, at the end, I kind of wanted to add a really cool kind of like sad um, black metal influenced ending where we did like a triplet style breakdown and kind of changed the feel with that cool fill that you ended up adding. That was, yeah, that was another. And that funny enough, even though like nobody would probably ever guess this, that You'll hear it when you listen to the EP, but the very, like, there's a little, like, one-bar drum solo into a little blast section that ends the EP, and that fill was very Zyardus Murder-inspired, because I think it's in Coffin Dragger. They do, like, a bar of five before the chorus, and I said, because originally it just went right into that blast, and I was like, no, it'd be cool to have a bar of five and then put a little drum yeah. drum fill there. Yeah. The drum like, fill's only, that. yeah, they were not <laughs> having it at first, and then I just made them program it. Yeah, I really um, like it now. I think it's we super were, like, tasteful. Super not down at first, and then after we listened to it, small brain like, it's it super did, tasteful. It literally didn't work at first. Yeah, and it I made don't know no what, sense. I don't know what change was made, but there was like a minuscule change that was made, and was like, oh, that clicks now. I think it was because mm-hmm. we added like a. Stop. No, no. What happens is, is I show up three hours late, and they've been listening to the song the way it is for three hours. It's, and guitar players, they don't want they soon. And you know, I get it. It's like it's like oh even when God. you like no, but it's even like really ask any drummer that plays in a band that programs everything first. Any time you're used to, and it's just yeah. Any time you change anything, you're used yeah. to hearing the demo or like you're you. This is my mom. Fucking got aliens. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, like you're used to hearing it a certain way, and then yeah. you're comfortable with that. And as soon as anything has changed, yeah, even sure. even if you're recording it for the album and you're used to the demo and it just sounds better now, like it's weird. Mm-hmm. And adding that bar five and everything was well, a little the, bit yeah. of a fight. I I wasn't giving. I was like, I'm doing one. I think the problem was it was in four, but it was just like a drum fill straight into it. But having that pause, which made it five, was like, yeah. oh, now that we're I don't know. Yeah. It was something stupid like that. But I really, I really, I ended up liking it yeah, over time for sure. Probably, and then, yeah. like I said, I was really dead set on doing like a Deaf Heaven style kind of mm. sad um, melancholy ending. Um, with these huge chords and stuff. And then that kind of gave Cooper too and, and myself the opportunity to kind of flex a little bit with uh, orchestral arrangements and stuff. Some gang vocals too, isn't there? Uh, I mean, there's no gang. I mean, no? I'm the gang. It's just me. Is it but like layered? or? It's super layered. That whole section is big time layered. So that section at the end is... Uh, I'm going to make a separate video about um, how that song and the first song on the record are tied lyrically and thematically with the music. But um, I have like, you know, a bunch of screams going on, obviously. And then underneath, I do have clean vocals. It's the only song really besides the beginning of Vanta. But those are super fucked um, that are uh, clean vocals to tie the theme of the end of the uh, of the record in. But I have like acoustic guitars going on in the background, and this the uh, record does end on a, a little acoustic outro thing, 
And I liked the progression that we ended up writing so much for that song that I was like, I really want to start the record off with that progression so that it feels like if you listen to the record, it's kind of like an infinite loop. Where yeah, you, you end endless spiral, the like endless spiral. It, if you oh. listen to it on repeat, the yeah. EP you does can perfect. do that. So, like, yeah. I initially wrote the acoustic outro, you know, just with my you know acoustic guitar with waves and stuff in the background, and then for the very beginning of present, which is the first song, I reversed all of that acoustic stuff. Everything I did for absent is reversed, and uh, it feels like it's swelling with the waves and stuff like that. So when you listen to absent and it ends. You could play it all the way together, and it would start over again yeah. in a perfect circle kind Time of thing. Time is like a flat circle. Yeah, which that kind of shit gets me off. Like I love shit that's <laughs> like thematically tied. I love it. I yeah, love that shit. Yeah, and then the, the first song on the record was also just written by you, um, yeah. because of the reasons you said. So I think that was another one where you just sent it to us from like, hey, I wrote this. If you guys want to use it uh, or alter it, and I think Cooper and I were both like. I mean, there's not really anything that I could hear with it, so no, I'm good to much, just roll with it. We didn't even change yeah. anything, I don't think. No. I think you might have changed, like, a couple drum things, but I didn't, well, I, I didn't add anything. Yeah. Added a, uh, like, for when you listen to the song, when you end up hearing it, it obviously starts off, like, you know, big yeah. chords and stuff like that. But it goes into a really chunky, uh, dissonant breakdown that ends up bleeding into the next song which sets the pace for the record in terms of mood until we get to the end. Mm -hmm. So it starts off, if you want to call it soft, I don't think it's soft, but it's more melodic than the rest of the record. It's sad. It's sad. The whole, the theme of the record is sad. And I'll talk about that uh, in my own uh, video because that's a whole other fucking thing. Um, I did want to also uh, shout out and talk about uh, the work that uh, Ty Kingston did for us. In terms of mixing, mastering, and also doing some drum programming uh, for us, which I think is, uh, it was a huge help in terms of making the drums on a deathcore record that are yeah. programmed feel yeah. like live drums to a point, yeah, right? Yeah, no, and, and when we, because we had looked at a couple people to mix it, and like all the mixes we got were fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. And so it was a hard choice, but like when it came time to all vote for everything, Ty when he like kind of wrote out his little thing about what he thinks and like where he would go with it, he very much emphasized that he wants to work on the drums a lot. And and from my point of view and anybody that ever knows me, I'm a fucking dick <laughs> when yeah. it comes to drum stuff. And like, you know, we did a little interview thing, I'm sure you'll see at some point, um, yeah. where I answered a question sort of about program drums and how to deal with that in a band that programs them. And the reality is that it makes sense, but working with somebody that really emphasized m making them as realistic as possible and maybe you know like it was almost like producing to a point too where you know like a lot of people don't realize that producers will actually change things on an yeah. album to make it yeah. work better right and that's kind of like what it was drum, you know yeah. he changed a couple drum fills over there drum producer i guess yeah you like produce the drums like he definitely changed some fills and like asked you know what we thought and like i loved everything that he did and um, you know, it's not like the whole EP was completely programmed. Like we brought an electric kit yeah. here, and I MIDI tracked the drums at least. So like, it's not like everything was completely just. I didn't do anything. Yeah. yeah. But um, it was nice to hear it um, set up like that, and then yeah. the way he he changed some samples and mm -hmm. like I think the drums sound fucking amazing. Yeah, I think they're really good for what what we've done, and like especially like the DIY approach we've taken and I think it's as good as it possibly could have sounded for what we did. Yeah, yeah. he used the uh, Get Good Invasion kit, I believe. Yeah, right? I ended up buying it after I got our EP back because I was like, that sounds really fucking good. Yeah. I've been telling this guy for fucking two years. You don't know anything. 
And every time he's like, no, I like how they sound. Yeah. I mean, I did. And then I'd like and then he heard it done better. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, yeah. I mean, I still combine the ones I used to use. I just mix them because like, I like the snare better on the one I used to use. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. No. It's, the, it's better to have more than less, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Ty was fucking awesome. Ty was great. Man. And he took on, you know, our project with, you know, an open mind and... And like uh, 80 orchestral files from Cooper. Fucking <laughs> so many layers and getting three separate folders of files yeah. for songs from three different fucking yeah. people. So for like, context, for other than the drums, which we just explained, we also did it in a way where it was like... Other than the ties like mixing, mastering, and producing of the drums, everything else was done by ourselves in sort of a weird way, I guess. So we tracked like all of the guitars and bass here, uh, just behind the camera is like yeah. my whole studio setup. Uh, you guys have seen it in all my videos. Uh, so we recorded everything there, um, or here rather, uh, using a solar guitars eight string. Uh, with an Evertune and uh, my Dingwall bass, uh, since it's tuned to drop E, we just pitch shifted the bass because it's like low as fuck and stupid. And I don't have a bass that does that, so that's what we did. So we tracked and wrote all that stuff here, or the songs that we didn't write here, the ones that Johnny wrote. Uh, he, I think you sent me your stems and then we just like re recorded them anyways or something. So they yeah. were consistent. So it was all done with the same guitar, the same bass. Yep. Um, so we did everything for, for guitars, I guess you could say, here. Um, and then, uh, you did all your vocals yourself. Yeah. And then, um, Cooper did all of the orchestral and like electronic stuff himself. Yeah. And then basically, yeah, we had like these huge folders of each project where it was like, here's all the guitar and bass stems. Here's all the vocal stems from Johnny. Here's all the whatever orchestral stems from Cooper. And, you know, we had like tons of files and we had to give these all to Ty and we were just kind of like, good luck. Like hope, hopefully it works and let us know if you need any help. Um, Luckily, it was pretty seamless. I think there was only one or two things that were like a little confusing, but it was pretty minor. Yeah, he handled it really well. Yeah, given how much stuff we gave him to do, like, yeah, he barely... I think, like, the only issues he had were things that, like, made sense where it was like, oh, this file for some reason is like a millisecond shorter so everything's like off and you just have to drive. I don't yeah. know. Like it was it was minor shit that was easily fixable. All right. Um Coop, can you talk about like samples and stuff that you used or VSTs specifically that you used for orchestral and electronic stuff or Yeah. Um I used so many, dude. I think yeah. there was like probably 40 tracks in in a plague. And the funny thing about that is like the end product of what we got was going to be so much different if it hadn't been for one night there was one <laughs> night and it was i think it was the night before i had to send all the files and i was just like damn like i put so much work into like the arrangement so far but i had been like a little bit procrastinating on like adding like a couple things just because it was going to be a fucking huge job dude and i used like that night I ended up listening to it and I was just like, you know what? There could be so much more in this. So I ended up like adding the orchestral <laughs> drums, which are in the final version. It, was, it wasn't going to have drums. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah. I added the 12 fucking tracks of staccato female and male choirs. 
Yeah. Those were also not going to be Weird. in the song. Yeah. So it's like so much that yeah. you might not even really hear. I can't, like, yeah, but I can't even. Yeah, there's already so much going it on there. Like but... all comes together to make one thing rather than being a bunch of individual. Yeah, yeah but if yeah. you listen to those files he he sent yeah. over, it's like holy fuck! Like there's so much happening. Well, there's like, like fucking like almost like a Slipknot, almost like industrial percussion thing. Yeah, that's on, like, the big like, metal, like a trash can. Sound. Yeah. Yeah, that was like an orchestral like. Um, it was Shout from out a, beer kegs. It was from a VST called Damage by Native Instruments. Yeah. If anyone wants to check that out, um, yeah, like that was that was in there originally. Like I was like, yeah. that's like the yeah, I remember that. I yeah. One of the first that. things I added, and I was like, that's gonna kind of build up the whole vibe of this part. It's that big like um, metallic sound in the background of the snare hits, and then you know, like I added layer by layer all the violins, all the violas, all the all the brass, all the fucking cellos, all the woodwinds, all the yeah, everything you can imagine. On top much. of the electronic elements that you added to, there was also any of that is <laughs> the <laughs> like modulated sequencers and synths that like Mick Gordon uses in like the huge like kind of sounding bass. <laughs> yeah. Like it sounds fucking huge. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to get all that, and you know, like it's a big job. So um, you know when I tried to listen all back i was like you know what like there's so much here but there's like a centerpiece that's just missing and i knew it needed those drums and those staccato choirs and i added that and i listened back and i was like the guys are gonna flip their shit about this <laughs> and i think i immediately sent it to you guys and i was like all right i'm done here you guys go yeah, yeah. and you guys were like oh. sick it's probably been done this <laughs> yeah. whole time yeah but i was like yeah. nope and i remember being like oh my god because i remember like i had asked you like a quite a few times for the files and i was just like oh man like it's getting pretty close to the deadline i don't know what we're gonna do yeah and then you sent me that and i was like i regret saying anything because this mm. is perfect see this is me right i, I procrastinate <laughs> on things but then you know the end product most sometimes i, I can wait for Coop because i know when i wait for Coop, it. it's gonna be sick yeah you know, that's um, always how it's been with Coop dog uh, uh, okay so uh i was gonna ask one more question but fuck it um, well, wait, what was the it was basically just you know what's what's the goals of the band the goals of the, of the band mm-hmm. is uh, to become a powerhouse kind of like uh, Death Clock and take over the world of course. we want Corey Taylor's approval on this one too yeah I hope Corey Taylor likes what we do notice us senpai and notice some senpai but yeah that's gonna be it for today's podcast we'll definitely have to do another one with you guys uh, soon um, we should do another live stream as well. So I don't know if you guys have seen this, but we've been doing like a live stream with each song's release, kind of like talking about the track. So far, it's only been me and, me and Cooper that have done it, but we should definitely do one like the day the EP comes out. If what we can all get together, it? it's Wednesday. I'm off. Oh, hey. Hey. Retail boys yeah, available. Keep an eye out for that. And our EP comes out August 19th. You can get merch uh, right now. The pre-orders end August 19th when the EP comes out. So these two merch designs will never be printed again. So if you want it, go check that out. That's going to be all yeah. linked Use in the description. the discount code RSCARS for Just 10% off your first order. That as well. Um, Cooped all the bill. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys. Thanks, y'all. For Thanks talking. for coming and being good boys. Yeah. I was awesome. extra good today. It's you true. Were. You were. You behaved I just had a coffee, too. So I was... Right. The stars well, have aligned. You know Goodbye. What? Thanks, you guys. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. <laughs>